Welcome to Design Much with Andy and Patrick. Hey Andy, you drinking a LaCroix? I sure am, Patrick. What, uh, what, what flavor might that be? Uh, Patrick, this one is one of my favorites, lemon Mango? flavor. Mango? Oh, lemon. Yeah. Lemon flavor? Lemon. It doesn't taste like you're drinking, say, cleaner or anything? No, it doesn't. Like lemon um, pledge? Mm-mm. I've never, I've never actually um, had the pleasure of drinking lemon pledge, so I can't exactly say, um, but I don't think it does. No, I think it's, this is a nice, it's like drinking lemon with water, Patrick. I think that's more close to that than probably <laughs> drinking lemon with pledge. <laughs> so you wouldn't know if I put lemon pledge in there, would you? I think I would. <laughs> okay, I'm just... Same. I think I have an idea. If you've never drank lemon pledge before, you don't know that I just put lemon pledge in your LaCroix. So Sure. I mean anything's possible. You could have put something crazy in my LaCroix and I wouldn't know until I you know, until I chug something down and I noticed it wasn't the familiar flavor that I'm used to. So Yeah. We'll see how you do later later this evening. <laughs> it's all gone. I thought mango tango was your favorite flavor. I don't know if it's mango tango. <laughs> That's not a real flavor, is it? Is it? I don't know. I don't. I don't Sounds either. Sounds good. There's like a mango one. Yeah, I would drink that flavor. You know, it seems like it would be, but I don't know. <laughs> I, I can't tell you. You know, I'm. There's a lot of crazy Lacroix flavors that I'm not familiar with all of them. So, what if Lacroix came out with? I mean. They're all the same flavor as we've discussed before, but it's just your brain thinking it's different. Sure. But um, what if they came out with, what if LaCroix came out with like the uh, the Harry Potter bean thing with the mm-hmm. jelly beans and they came out with a bunch of horrible flavors and they were all in mystery cans? <laughs> would you, would you still, would you drink all of those? Like if they had a barf flavored and like a poo and like an earwax? I don't think I would. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of that idea. And, you know, I've had some bad experiences. There's a time at Canopy where, like, in like in our little, like, um, squad area, we had a, a little bowl full of those trick-flavored ones. And I had no idea they were trick-flavored ones. And it, there, there's a cool thing that came out of it, but also a bad thing, of course. At first, I was eating them, and I wasn't getting any of the bad flavors. And I think there's one of the, the, one of the PMs there. He was like, Andy, I'm really impressed. I'm like, why? You're just like popping those in. I'm like, yeah, they're jelly beans. Why wouldn't I just pop them in I, until I popped one in and I realized, okay, <laughs> there's a reason <laughs> why these have not been eaten before by anybody else. And, um, and why this tastes so bad. So yeah, first I got yeah. some real, some kudos, but that second I, I got a horrible surprise. Yeah, so there's a little bit of a silver lining to your situation. Yeah. Was it, uh, what was it, grass or barf? What, what was the flavor? Do you remember? Actually, I think Boogers? it was. I think it was grass. Grass? Well, you got yeah. off lucky if it was grass. Yeah. <laughs> grass is the most tame one. Yeah. You could have you eaten. Yeah, grass isn't hmm. too bad. But yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not one to like, I don't mess with that kind of stuff. I, I don't need to be eating stuff that I know is gross. <laughs> 
There's there's no point in that. Uh, speaking of uh, things that are gross, random things that are gross. What's our topic today, Andy? <laughs> what, what's in the old uh, What's in the old hat today? Pull well, the number let's out find of the out. Hat. Let's figure just, it out. Should I, should I do a filter for the topics that are gross in our topic list? Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, the grossest topics. I'll add that filter. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's going to work. I don't know if I've configured this machine to really support this, but I will give it a, a go, Patrick. Um, so consulting the design much, um, random topic generator. Um, we have a topic today from friend of the show, Chris Jenkins, Chris Jenkins. Yeah. Chris has sent in a lot of, um, a lot of great topics. This is going to be the grossest one for sure. It's going to be super gross. (laughs) This is going to be like the vomit one, the vomit bean. I'm not sure if these filters worked out super well, Patrick, because this topic is actually the exact opposite of gross things. The machine's faulty. It's faulty. So we might have to go take it in to get repaired. But um, Patrick, today, Chris Jenkins, he wants to know, um, what does air quote clean close quote mean? (laughs) So what does clean mean? (laughs) That is, that is you. You're not. You're not even lying. That is the exact opposite. <laughs> did you? Did you? Um, in the top of the machine, did you sort alphabetically, or did you sort by, like, did you sort grossness alphabetically from gross to clean, or from clean to gross? Yeah, I, I might have made an, a mistake here, where I did the filter for gross things, and I did you know, Z to A first in terms of sorting, you know, (laughs) I think that's our problem here. (laughs) Well, there's too many, there's too many knobs and uh, levers and stuff on that machine. Yeah. We're going to have to, we're going to have to find a cleaner machine. (laughs) We should design a better user interface for this machine. Maybe Patrick. (laughs) Yeah. It's got too many, too many things on it. What does clean mean? Yeah. And it's, it's, I assume, a, it's a good question, you know, like yeah. when, when people are looking at your design and they're like, that's really clean. Or, or maybe he just wants to know, like, what does the word clean mean? Like, what is the definition of the word clean? Yeah, I assume because he, the topic is on a, it's on a design podcast or we think it's a design podcast. Anyway, that's what we named it. Sure. Um, that he's, that, that, that's, that's, it's more specific to. <laughs> that reference that we always hear, like you know, you're like, oh, that that design looks clean, like you said. Mm-hmm. I think he's, re- I think that's the, I think there's, that's what he's talking about. Okay, I, I guess that's a that's an okay assumption, but we can Google it though, really quick. What does clean? <laughs> what does clean? If I can spell right, mean in design. Well, while Patrick is um, googling this, I think this is a really good indicator that like of a kind of an advice show when when the the hosts of the show are just googling the whole time (laughs) the Mm -hmm. answers to the questions okay i've got i've got a july uh specky boy do you remember the uh the uh the old blog the old design blog speckyboy.com i have not heard of this blog before oh you've not heard of specky boy it's an old one it's been around for a while okay i don't know who runs it um first result from July twenty eighth of twenty twenty, so this is this is 
fresh as hot off the press. The ten golden rules of simple, clean design. Less but better. Be neutral. Be honest. <laughs> Go for timelessness. Less design. Be thorough. Be conservative. Take your time. These aren't... This isn't what clean... This isn't what clean means. I'm sorry. This isn't what clean means, Patrick? This This is... Yeah. Ten golden rules of simple design. Not only is... These bullet points aren't even numbered. So I don't even know what number I'm on, but... Oh, wow. I do... So I, I will agree with this first one. Less but better. I agree with that. That's a good... That's a good signal that something is clean. Minimalism... In my mind, I always reference it to cleanliness of a design. When somebody says, ooh, that looks really clean, I think that they mean that looks, that's that's very minimalist and easy to scan, easy to read, easy to see, easy to understand. Yes. Gotcha. So Does that, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, yeah, just like basically unlike our um, design much filter generator with the, the many knobs it has um basically that's the, that'd be the opposite of a clean design is what you're saying yeah where i think people get tripped up when they see a clean design uh quote unquote clean design is when somebody if you if you were to say hey, hey find me what a clean design is and you google like you know pictures you, you go find you try to find some some websites that you determine to be clean a lot of them you're going to see are um <clears throat> minimal websites right you're going to see websites that have a white background black mm-hmm. text they might have high contrast there's there's little content that is minimal but that's not that's not minimalist that's not that's not necessarily it may be clean but it may not be exactly what clean means right right andy i don't know if i'm following <laughs> you're saying it's it's minimal <laughs> but not minimalist <laughs> yeah yeah like like you could take a design <laughs> you can take a design and you can you know minimalism is stripping everything down from a design that until you lose communication of what that thing is right so yeah. not abstraction what I'm, what I'm, I guess what I'm saying is, is you'll, you'll probably, if you ask somebody what clean design is, you might see some abstraction in there. You might see some websites that are too minimalist, and mm-hmm. that's what people think is clean. Is like there's nothing there, right? Like there's not a lot to it. Okay. Um, but I don't necessarily agree with that. I think a clean design is something that is minimalist, sure, but still has a level of decoration and design quality to it. It's not just completely abstracted. Gotcha. So I think if, if I understand what you're saying, like what the detriment of going minimal um, could be like, I, I start taking things out of a design, things that could actually hurt the design if I if I don't have it there. So it's like there, there's so little um, information or little um, affordances in the design that I actually it hurts the design. Is that kind of what you're saying? However, um, being um, a clean design is something that takes out what is not needed but keeps what is needed and it also still has design elements that allow um, things like affordance so users can understand what they're looking at how they can interact with it um, what the icons mean um, 
uh, versus taking all of that out and just having, you know, very little design elements. Is that kind of what you're, you're getting at Patrick? Yeah. I kind of, I kind of, um, you know, I go back to when, you know, iOS went from skeuomorphic to flat Mm -hmm. and there was a lot of people saying, Oh, this is a clean design, right? Like flat design doesn't necessarily equate to clean or minimalist design. Um, I think you can be skeuomorphic. You can have you can have form. You can you can have you know a decorative interface. You can have a decorative design mm-hmm. and still be very clean. Yeah. Um, minimalism doesn't say that you strip everything visually down to its bare bones. That's not what minimalism is. That's that's more abstraction, right? So like, I think I think clean more refers to that threshold of minimalism okay you know where you can you you get to a point where there's not a ton of stuff right there's just like there's not a ton of unwanted stuff yeah right just fluff and whatever like you could you could even say like if it, if an app has too many features that it's not minimalistically designed right because it has too many features that just don't belong there right mm-hmm. um, regardless of the the form and the the visual aspect of the application um, you can also say that, you know, of the visual stuff too, you can have too much visual stuff where your eyes like hit it and you, you feel like you're in a circus, right? Like you're just like, oh, what's going on here? That's not clean. But there is a there is a there is a threshold in the middle there where I think, you know, clean doesn't necessarily mean you remove visual elements. Yeah. Awesome. You can still have a lot of visual element to it and a lot of visual um you know, you can have contrast and you can have colors and you can have, you know, you know, black backgrounds and all kinds of stuff and, and still have a very clean interface. Okay. Awesome. I, I really like that, that description there. So Patrick, um, in your design career, have you ever come across a time when you, you had a design, um, that you have created, but then you maybe either got feedback from somebody or you looked at your design um, and you realized there's too much stuff in this design. Um, how were you able to get it from a place where it was um, probably too complex to something that is more um, of a clean design as you're describing it? Um, look back at your <clears throat> look back at the goals and objectives of the project and and see what is necessary, right? Mm-hmm. See what I need that's necessary, and then look at okay, did I did I over decorate? You know, did I did I hang too many things on the wall? Did I put too much furniture in the room? You know, like you, I think designers. It's back back when I started. You know, skeuomorphism was still kind of a thing and that kind of stuff. You know, so the trend has rolled to you know flat design. And it's kind of rolling back a little bit, you know, kind of dabble. It kind of goes back and forth a little bit in between those kinds of things. Um, But, yeah, do you have too many? Like, I would say an example would be, like, you know, use of gradients. Excessive use of gradients will dirty a design up versus, like, a minimal use of gradients will will make a design stand out and still look clean, right? As Mm -hmm. well as add some decoration to your design so it's not just flat and gross you know it's not just plain um but yeah in my mind you look at it if you hear something like oh there's a lot going like if you hear somebody say like oh there's a lot going on in here you know or they look at it and they have to it takes them a second to kind of digest what's happening um 
you know, you can either, you can either, I think the first thing you can do is look to, well, is there too much stuff here? Like that's the first thing, right? It's just like, it's like a cluttered house. Is there too many things there? Right. Mm -hmm. That's an easy one. And you can be like, oh, well, maybe I don't need that button. Maybe I don't need three buttons. Maybe I could just do one button and then figure out something else to do with these other two buttons. Right. If I can wrap those up in, uh, in some other way, right. Use a, use a, another design technique for those. Um, I think the other, I think the other part of it is, is looking at, you know, like just the aesthetic of the design and be, and the layout of the design and being like, okay, maybe I can keep all my elements because they're all important, but maybe that's not the problem. Maybe it's, I need, you know, I need more space. I need more padding in the design. Maybe things are too close together Mm -hmm. and that makes everything look cluttered. Right. It's just like, like at your house, if you, if you have like, like now I've got, we've got a basement and there's a, there's some boxes in it. Right. It's like, if you put all those boxes together and stacked them up kind of willy nilly without thinking about it, it would look cluttered. Right. But if I take those boxes and I line them up, I could take the same exact number of boxes and like line them up on the floor and maybe not stack them as high and spread them out. And then it just wouldn't look as cluttered. Right. So I think, I think that's the other, there's kind of two parts in my mind to what clean means. One means obviously like, yeah, maybe there's just too much stuff here. But the other one is, well, maybe there's just not enough padding, enough space. Maybe things aren't organized the way they're supposed to be. Like visually, I think when you see a design where, you know, maybe you've got like a table in the middle, like picture this, Andy, you've got an app with a table in the middle of it. And then like your header and your button, like don't line up with the edges of the table on the outside. Mm hmm like where the padding is maybe the button is like in slightly and the header is like just too like it's not lined up with the with the button you know horizontally that would be a dirty design visually yeah because it's just, just it's not organized it would feel wrong wouldn't it yeah yeah so i think I, I really like this how you're laying out this principle of of cleanliness in the design but I also think it kind of goes um, on both sides. And I think you've described this a little bit. I just wanted to make this a little bit more clear where um, there's kind of two aspects to this. There's the visual design aspect of cleanliness, I think. Um, and I think there's also the UX side. Um, so the the visual design and the UX design side of this. And the UX is more referring to like... Um, what are um, the jobs that the user is doing, the features, and how are they laid out, right? Um, which, of course, will have some visual elements. So when we're talking about like the visual design, we're going to be talking about a lot about those, those gestalt principles, right? The spacing, mm-hmm. the visual hierarchy. Um, and then we're t- when we're talking about the UX side of things, we're talking about um, the interaction um, of those elements. So how they work together. Um, as well as the way that they're laid out. So you were talking about like decorating a room, right? If we put all of the stuff, um, all of the room, all of the items or the furniture in the room in one corner of the room, it doesn't really make sense. It doesn't function that way. Um, but if we spread things out in a room, if we have the bed over on one side and the dresser over on another, you know, kind of by the closet or something, then the room like has function, right? And I think there's cleanliness that can go for both of those. If we um, put furniture in a room to keep going with that um, metaphor that has like we put too much furniture in a room, all of these these furniture pieces like they have a function, but 
they're all in this like small room and you can't use them because they're all in this, this small room. And so all of a sudden the whole experience doesn't work for you. Um, but if you put enough in the room where that has the right function for like a bedroom, for example, and you're not putting, you know, a kitchen table in a bedroom, then it's going to make sense. So I think there's, there's cleanliness on both of those sides. And I think you have to think about that as a designer, um, not just things looking visually correct, but also, um, how it can work in terms of, um, the UX side of things, um, for the, the entire experience, how those visual elements actually interact with the user. So I think there's cleanliness on, on both of those that, that we definitely need to consider, um, separately and how they also work together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like the information architecture of the application or the website. Yeah. And, you know, like, like you brought up putting a table in a, or putting like a kitchen table in a bedroom. Like if you, if you walked into a house and you went into the living room and there was a TV and there was a couch, you're like, oh, that's a living room. And then you turn Mm -hmm. and then there's like, there's a, you know, there's a bed and a, and a, and a Peloton, you know, you're like, wait, what is this room for? I don't understand what's happening in this room. Right. Yeah. Or you go into the kitchen and you see like, you see a sink and you see an oven and then you see, you see a nightstand, you know, next to the oven or something. You're just like, doesn't make any sense, right? I think that's that's a lot of what information architecture and and being, you know, organizing and keeping things organized in a proper way, right, is the same principle like you're talking about with UX, keeping keeping your keeping the content clean, keeping the experience clean, is is having that organization and, you know, grouping things together in the proper way. And, you know, then, then when you're in that room and you're in that kitchen, you go, okay, all these elements in here are a kitchen. So this must be a kitchen. Mm -hmm. And then the visual side plays into it. Like, okay, where did you put, you know, where's, where's the oven, you know, the microwave, you know, if you've got a hanging microwave over your oven, that's right. That's correct. But if you've got like a hanging microwave over your sink, that's just, that's kind of weird, right? Visually. So, um, I mean, I'm no like home decor expert or architect by any means, but, but yeah, there's kind of, it plays on like two levels, especially when you're dealing with like what we work on with it, you know, SaaS products and stuff, you know, we deal with both the visual side of it, plus the user experience information architecture of it. And it all has to be clean. It sure I mean, does. it doesn't have to be clean. You can have a dirty application, but. But you're going to suffer the consequences, Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> I think clean, like when you equate clean to minimalism, like when I equated clean to minimalism earlier, I do think they're kind of one and the same. But I do think clean, like the word clean and 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 having a true minimalist design is a reflection of well thought out design. It's a ref, it's a reflection of thoughtfulness. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when people, so when you go, when you go into an interview and somebody says, oh, that design looks clean. I think that's really at the core of what they're referring to, whether they, whether they can describe it or not, you know, the way we're describing it, um, what they're really telling you is that it's, it's thought out and it looks well done and it looks professional and it looks legit. You know, yeah. it doesn't look haphazard. It doesn't look disorganized. It doesn't. You know, it doesn't doesn't have a, a good example of that, of the of the paradigm that you're bringing up or the paradigm. I don't know. I don't know what word I'm using, but the <laughs> the the visual and the UX, you know, like the UI interface and the UX where they intersect. Mm-hmm. I think a really good example of <clears throat> a design that is clean, but a UX that is dirty 
is in is um, should I bring up the product? Should I just say it out loud? Yeah, say it. Um, Pendo. So if you've ever used Pendo, I feel like that's a good that's a good example of when you see it, you're like, wow, this this looks really well designed mm-hmm. because visually it is well designed visually. Like the padding's great, the color scheme is great, contrast is great. Uh, it's got great, it's got decent minimalism. You know, just it feels good when you when you see it with your eyes. But then when you start using it, you realize that the information architecture is broken. The 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 overall user experience is disjointed. Um, you know, it's basically like what we talked about earlier. Like like you talked about earlier. Like once you start using it, you realize that you don't know if you're you don't know when you're in a bedroom because like there's a, there's a bed and a rocking chair, so maybe that's a bedroom. But then there's like an <laughs> oven in there too, and you're yeah. like, I don't know what's going on. Like I think that's a really good example of a product that I've used um, heavily in the past where I was I was conflicted, right? I was torn between whether this was a good application or not. And finally I realized that they it was the disjointedness of their their user experience that was the problem and not necessarily the UI elements. Like I wanted to fall in love with it, right? But mm-hmm. I just I couldn't fall in love with it because it, you know, I it was kind of risky to click a button. I didn't know what I was going to get, you know, or I had to download this thing, this add on from the web browser to plug into this thing to get the report to generate. It was just, it was all over the place. It was chaos. Yeah. Not clean. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's a good example. I I think another one for me that comes to mind um, and many, many people who probably listen to the show have probably experienced this as well, but um, Jira um, is something Mm -hmm. where, they they have done some redesigns where like I've seen some like visually pleasing stuff, but <laughs> the thing about that application is you have to like bookmark the pages that you want to go to because I have no idea how to get to them. Yeah, you'll never be able to get there again. <laughs> exactly. Like somebody shared it with me once, and that time I have to go like find that Slack message, and then that's how I can get to that, <laughs> that board because it's just so that's hard true. to figure out how to use Jira. <laughs> Um, and that's just like me as a designer, um, using it like very, like simply, like I, um, like I, I don't like, you know, create like, you know, all these big workflows or processes in Jira and those people like have to have like a, de- like a four year degree to figure out how to use Jira. <laughs> like it's a super powerful tool, but it's not, it's not an easy yeah. to use tool. But yeah, finding things in Jira or remembering where you got things, right. <laughs> yeah. Is really difficult. Cause you're like, how did like. And it's not even that it's a deep, complex application. I don't, I don't quite know why it's so. Like why you forget your way, like you get lost. It's mm-hmm. like you, but it's not really a jungle. Though. It's not like this deep, dark jungle. But it's, I don't know. There's just something about it. That I don't know what it is. I've never, I don't use it enough to really, you know, diagnose yeah. it. I think, I think on the flip side, if we go to, if we, if we take, if we take Atlassian, right, their product Jira. And they just, you know, in the last couple of years, they purchased Trello. I think Trello is a good example of the opposite of that, oh, where yeah. I feel like the user experience is really clean. Like it's a simple interface. It's really clean. It's really powerful that way. You never feel like you're lost. You never do whatever. But then on the other side of it, on the visual side of it, it doesn't feel polished. It feels, it feels, uh, it sort of feels amateur, you know, the color scheme is bad. 
the the layout and padding of it it's kind of awkward like the color scheme is bad patrick that's subjective you can't say that a color scheme ah, is bad man. you can't say that yeah you can that shade of blue <laughs> and that shade of green together come on man <laughs> what even is blue patrick what even is green <laughs> right look 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 just because the sky is blue and the grass is green doesn't mean they always go together change those shades slightly and you're gonna want to vomit you're gonna want to feels like your feels like your eyes have eaten that vomit bean all right man (laughs) (laughs) would you not agree though and then they they give you the ability to like like who gives who gives the who gives developers their users developers and program managers project managers who gives those people the ability to put up backgrounds background uh (laughs) picture on a freaking interface i mean come on you know come on man you you know know. you know it's you know it's all gonna be star wars and lasers and (laughs) whatever i don't i don't think developers are their only (laughs) users but i think for those people yes it's gonna be star wars and lasers and i think that's okay i that's okay I, i i worry about it you know like for sure, because I've had to consider something like that um, as well. Um, but you, you can't have all the control, and it, especially if people are asking and asking for it. You know, like I don't know. <laughs> maybe think they, they asked for backgrounds. I think they might have. I don't I, know. Here's 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 how here's why here's okay. Here's my story. Here's my explanation of how I think people ask for backgrounds. They they went to Jira. They went to Trello. They logged into Trello. They opened it up. <laughs> They saw the green, they saw the horrible blue color they're using, and they went, man, if I could just change the color scheme on this and make it nicer, mm-hmm. if I could just put my own background on this, like, yeah, that would be sweet. And then they just, they, and then they just clamored for that. And it was all because they picked the wrong colors. If they didn't pick the wrong colors, see, oh, then people wouldn't be asking for backgrounds. Interesting. But what even see is a works? color, Patrick? What even is a color? That's the problem. Because nobody's going to like color? the colors you pick. Are you okay? Did you just get back from Denver? What's going on over here? It's like it's like it's like Andy over here. Hey, hey, Patrick. What even is design? <clears throat> no, my my point, Patrick, is that. <laughs> It's so subjective. Like, no matter what the color scheme is going to be, someone's going to hate it. Someone is going to hate it. That's not true. That's not true. It's not true? Okay. No, that's not true. (laughs) Okay. That's not true. (laughs) There's a difference. There is a difference. Like, subjectivity works on a certain level, and I agree with you. But there's there's a difference between, like, this is color theory 101, Andy. Come on. Okay. Okay. There's a difference between there's a difference between putting a group of colors together mm-hmm. that visually like hurt your eyes, like like painfully hurt your eyes. Like when yes. you look at it, those colors do not belong together, and your eyes know it. Your brain doesn't even have to. Your brain doesn't even have to interpret it. Your eyes just go, dude, I can't see anymore. Like I'm yeah. blind. I can't see that crap. Um, and then there's a difference between like, oh, somebody doesn't like the green of the Spotify color. Like if you look at Spotify, the color scheme, you can't argue that that's a bad color scheme. 
you could you could subjectively argue that you didn't like the colors but the color scheme itself isn't visually it's not it's not upsetting to you visually okay yeah and that's i think that's the difference sure that's fine i'll give you you that look at you you know you could look at you could look at uh you know you could argue any like to your point you could argue color schemes subjectively all you want to but there Mm -hmm. is a there is a level in which two to three to four colors you put them together somebody's gonna throw up it's just gonna happen i think that's true there are some i mean there are colors that are just too bright and if you try to put text over them you you have a problem right like they can't read the text it's not it's not a thing they can do um there are poor color pairings um i think that's that's definitely true i don't know if that's true at the level that trello did it patrick I don't know if I could really say that that's just that horrible, <laughs> but I think I think you do have a point, and I think your your interpretation of possibly what happened in terms of allowing users to choose their own background, I think that's probably what happened. <laughs> it's I wanna. I bet it was like a white label discussion. Like I want it to be our brand color, and then it was just colors, right? But then they're like, yeah. somebody else was like, I want to put a picture in the back. So it's like if you give a mouse a cookie sort of scenario. Yeah. Give a moose a muffin. Mm-hmm. Give a moose a muffin. Yeah. And then so, next thing you know, fast forward or rewind. I don't know. They're MySpace. You know, it's like now we've got repeated tiled images in the background. <laughs> you know, nobody wanted that. We got stretched. We got stretched images in the background of like a of like a imperial cruiser, you know, that's like stretched really weird because the aspect ratio is not like, it's, it's a horrible thing. It's a horrible thing. It's, it's a horrible thing, but I think, um, Patrick, we can learn from our failures. I think it's okay to have some failures because then we can learn from them. Right. We can, we have something to look back on and be like, that was horrible. Let's make something better than that. Mm -hmm. You know? So I think it's okay to like, (laughs) it's okay to have some failure. (laughs) (laughs) okay we gotta we gotta talk about this real quick i think did we did we did did we answer the question i think so i think i think we know what clean is and i thought that was a great discussion i think i learned something great about what what cleanliness is okay i gotta i gotta ask you andy i respect you a ton i respect your opinion a lot you know thank you um you know i i would follow you into the dark that's how much oh. I respect you. <laughs> um, <laughs> You're gonna make me cry, Patrick. Um, you bringing up Death Cab for Cutie? Yeah, man. You gotta know, bring it you up. You know me, man. You, I know, you know. I know where your heart's at. Holy crap! Okay. The new Google logos. <laughs> what is your What is your opinion on the uh, the new Google logos? It, it kind of goes into the cleanliness versus. It kind of goes into the same argument, I think. But what? But what's your uh, what's your opinion? Oh man. So um, I'm uh, I've been biased a lot. I've seen too many um, people complain about it um, with some really great points on social media before I could really form my own opinion. Um, but the first time <laughs> I saw like the the Gmail one because that's like the app I use the most. I use I'm yeah. a I'm a Gmail user big time. You're G man. That's right. It's just like an it's a big M. Whereas before it was like it looked like a you know, it had something to do with letters. It had something to do with mail. 
but the M didn't have anything to do with male other than the letter M that starts with male. So <laughs> it wasn't, I, I didn't like that experience was like, what is this? Um, so I'm not a big fan of it personally. And um, I'm going to, I'm going to reference one um, really great um, thought that I saw somebody put on, on LinkedIn, um, Cameron Mole. Um, he, he, he's a, a, you know, a design leader and he, he puts, um, the images of all the new Google redesigns, all the little icons and stuff. And he put the ones over where apples are and, um, all of the, just lined them up the same way. So there's, you know, Apple mail, Safari, all that stuff. And then all the ones that were the Google ones. And, um, he put under the Apple ones, unity. And under the Google ones, uniformity. Um, mm. And you've talked about this, Patrick. Um, unity yep. versus uniformity. I think this I thought that was I thought that was pretty interesting. So all the Apple ones, in contrast to the Google ones, like all the Google ones look the exact same. <laughs> like they all look like the same icon, but like slightly distorted to be something else. So yeah. looking at all of those together, it looked like okay, which one am I gonna you know choose? Because I don't know which one is which almost. <laughs> <laughs> but the Apple ones were like, um, you know, they had sort of the same like design style, but they were all clearly different things because um, mm -hmm. they were of course different applications. Um, so I, I thought that was really insightful, and um, I thought that was a, a good thought piece there from Cameron Mole. So shout out to him for that. Um, yeah, but personally, I, I, I struggle with some of them. The calendar one is really rough for me. The Gmail one isn't my favorite. Um, so they, they don't the really house look one. the house one. I mean, the problem is a lot of the icons don't look like what the applications are. Yeah. Um, which is problematic in, in that sense. And in another sense, there are a lot of other applications that use the same like colors that Google does, like all in their same applications. Like Slack is one as well, where they have the white background with almost all the same Google colors in it. Mm -hmm. um, so it's I, I keep saying like all these apps that have the same like design layout, and I I struggle with that. <laughs> so um, I think we could have some more diversity in in our applications, so that you know I think it's really important so I could be able to go to my phone, go to my iPad or my, my Mac or whatever, and be able to see the application and quickly find what I need to, you know, what I'm looking for. And it's not easy to do that when all the apps look the exact same. Yeah. Well, a lot of them are just, they're all, you know, a lot of them like the Google docs, the new Google doc one is a rectangle. The yeah. TV one is a rectangle. <laughs> the, the, you know, they're all, they're all like, like they're, they're just this they're the same right like uh-huh i get that i get that the rainbow is sort of google's brand but you can't you can't really use it that way you know what i mean like to your point it's to your point you know bring up uh cameron mole's point about uniformity is it is it feels google's always done this too though like google material is very uniform mm -hmm. it's not it's it's not very usable you know, and, and it's not united, but it's very uniform. And so it, I mean, it, it matches what material is the philosophy behind material, but mm -hmm. 
but again, I don't know if that's, you know, it feels, it feels very like in my mind, if you, if you subtract those colors with different shades of green, it's very militaristic, right? It's very like, it's all the same. You got to be the same, you know, that kind of, that kind of thing. Right. And I, and I don't know if that's, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't like that kind of design style. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Plus that's confusing, right? That was the, that was the thing that I, I'm glad you brought it up too. Is like, Everybody on LinkedIn has been talking about it. You know, people on Twitter, people in the Slack groups, they're all talking about how it all looks the same. You know, now I can't tell the difference between my calendar icon and my meet icon anymore, yeah. you know, in my browser. So, yeah, it, they all just kind of blend in together. You know, if you squint your eyes, you're like, oh, they all look exactly the same. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think they're I think they're pretty atrocious, but I've never been. I mean, me personally, I've never been a huge fan of, you know, Google material, Google design in the past. They're a good example, though. If you like uh, playing on the, you know, riffing on the whole comparing them to Apple, right? Comparing Google and Apple together. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like, and this is, this sort of pains me to say this, but I feel like Apple's visual design is so much better than their user experience design now than it used to be i think they used to be definitely used to be the leader in user experience design and definitely revolutionized it yeah but i think you know i find myself like if i look at my phone um most of the applications that i use are are google apps on my iphone right because Mm -hmm. they're because i you know i feel like apple's calendar apple's mail are are difficult to use I would rather use them because I think visually they look they look more pleasing, but I have a hard time getting around the usability of them. That's interesting. So if we could just yeah. blend them together somehow and make an, a good like good user experience from Google with good interface design from Apple, we could we could maybe make the perfect the perfect software products. <laughs> maybe yeah, maybe those designers should should, you know, do some lunches, just hang out a little bit. Maybe, yeah. you know they could help each other out in that sense <laughs> all the google guys well all the androids because they all look the same right they'll come over and be like and then they go over to apple and all the apple guys look totally different you know so they'd yeah. be like wait what's going on <laughs> yeah we all well, look the same you guys look different what's what i like that i'm glad i'm not the only one who feels like these these icons are annoying. Oh yeah, I think that that's overwhelmingly <laughs> what I've heard is that these icons are not great. So I I haven't seen anything on the other side uh, of the of the um, discussion there. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Um, Here's the problem though. Here's what drives me nuts about Google and their visual design elements is people will copy it because it's Google because it's popular. Yeah, I think I feel like people copy Apple more than they copy Google, though. Yeah, I, I think in terms of visual design, like they're like, <laughs> like, for example, if you look at anything on Dribble, like basically any application design right now, <laughs> everything has super rounded corners. And I remember yeah. like I remember when Apple and I, I'm sure they're probably not the first person ever to do it or the first you know company to do it, but their whole interface like went super rounded, like the corner mm-hmm. radius was just out of control. <laughs> and now everything, 
everywhere is it's a super high corner radius and i don't know i think it's just like i think a lot of people copy them in terms of visual design um but yeah they have they have their own different styles i i I can see i can see good and bad um from both google and apple but yeah I, i like to play with with both of those interfaces as much as i can which one's cleaner (laughs) <laughs> Which one's cleaner? <laughs> Who has the cleanest design? Oh my gosh! Google or Apple? Um, Just in general. See what are we what are we comparing exactly? Are we are we comparing Android and iOS? That's really hard to do um, because Android is so different across you know all of the different versions of Android, all of the different phones that ha- that hold it. They all have different you know different ways that the Android works. Yeah, but, but if if I just said Apple and Google, high level Apple Google, which one is cleaner? I would say Apple is cleaner. Yeah, I think I would agree. Which is which is kind of what we talked about earlier, because it's more polished, right? Mm-hmm. It feels more polished, whereas Google design feels a little bit more amateur. Google design is actually more minimalistic than Apple design though. Apple's design is generally, even their flat design is a little bit over-decorated. Yeah. But but you would say the sense would be that that's cleaner design because I feel like it's it represents a more complete polished um, look and feel, right? Than, than Google. Yeah, I think I would agree with that. I think, yeah, it's definitely more polished. I... I... <laughs> problem that I have with Google in terms of like adopting um, a lot of their software is you never know how long it's going to last. Like Google will throw so much spaghetti on the wall. They have so many great ideas that are, I think, innovative, but like how many different chat applications or, or uh, you yeah. know, video applications does, does Google have that they just like scrap six months later? Yeah. It's, how many different social media platforms how many different uh-huh. <laughs> versions of gmail are they gonna try to put together yeah so yeah. i i admire their um their spirit in terms of creating new things <laughs> they i think they create a lot of new things i think some of them are pretty cool but yeah there's there's a lot that fail but you know what i still miss andy and I still don't know why they got rid of it. That just didn't make any sense to me. Google is it Google Circles? No, <laughs> <laughs> no. Good thing that's gone. Not to, people don't have to send me their Google Plus handle. Like, <laughs> like I'm gonna go there. Yeah. Um. No, Google, uh, Google Reader. Yeah. Man, Google Reader was so nice. I I remember. I never used it, but I do remember when that was dying. Like everybody was freaking out about it, you know, and all the oh, all yeah. the things that I was following. Like everyone was so sad, and I saw like a million articles. Like, what what can you do now that you, Google Reader isn't here? Like, what other services can you use? Yeah, nothing because they all suck. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I don't know why they did that. Maybe it just wasn't a good um, vertical to be in for Google. I don't know, but yeah, yeah there's a lot of really um, diehard Google Reader users that were very disappointed in that. Man, back in the day when you could put, you could compile all of your different blogs, all of your different point of views. You could take all of your different point of views, all of your different blogs, all your design stuff, 
I remember I just put it in there like every morning, you know, like I just go in there and see the new articles and go through and read the new articles. Now I don't even know, you know, eight, eight, nine years later or whatever. I don't even, I don't even read articles anymore. Like I, I can't um, read, I can't read medium articles anymore because I, I got to pay for the freaking, you know, I can read three yeah. of them and then it's like, okay, upgrade now, jerk. <laughs> But like that's, back that's, in the day, it was nice. You know, I could get I could get my I could get my daily article from you know UX Booth and Specky Boy and uh, you know Smashing Magazine. I get them all there, all in one place. I don't even have to go to their websites because none of their websites were great and none of them loaded really well. So I could just be like, I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to my Google Reader and just read them yeah. like a newspaper. It's fantastic. I think I think as a designer, I. I, my legacy as a designer would be that one day I helped develop a, a product that left such a big hole in people's lives that Google, like Google reader does. Yeah. Like there's nothing that's replaced it. And you like, now that it's gone, you're like aimlessly wandering around the world. Like what do I do with myself? <laughs> if, if I could be a part of um, something that <laughs> like that, then um, I think I would have um, been a, a successful designer. I would have made it. And yeah. left a legacy. So those designers <laughs> should be very proud. They should be very proud. Google should be proud of that. They should bring it back. Yeah. Yeah, they should they should be more like Hollywood and just bring everything back, Patrick. Just reboot everything yeah. that was good Some, that made them any money. Someday. Someday <laughs> when the millennials are in charge of Google, all that stuff will come back. Oh, it's I, just I, like <laughs> it's just like now that all the Gen Xers are in charge of Hollywood. All the old classics from the eighties are coming back. Same thing. It's just gonna happen. It's gonna yeah. recycle through. Yeah. We'll have to see. <laughs> okay. Clean. That's what clean means, Andy. That's clean. Organized, thoughtful, polished. Patrick. That's it. Patrick, you yes. have you have a clean day. I hope you have a clean day. You too. Thanks. You have a clean day too. Don't have a dirty day. It's yeah. okay to have a dirty day every once in a while, Andy, but make sure most of your days are clean. Yeah, that's what Saturday is for. Saturday is the dirty day of the week. Saturday is your dirty day? Yeah. <laughs> Be dirty, get dirty. But what are you doing? You're cleaning. That's what you're doing on Saturday. That's true. You're doing your you're doing your chores. You're mowing the lawn. You're making you're making an over overgrown, frayed, dirty lawn look clean again. Wow. Patrick, is that the job of a designer to get dirty to make something clean for somebody else? Oh, maybe. We should end that. We should end the podcast with that. <laughs> let's, let's head to Denver, Andy, and think about that a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> See you, Andy. See you, Patrick. You want to know the best way to support the podcast? And I know you do because you made it to the end of this episode. That is share it. Share it with a coworker, share it with a family member, share it with a friend, share it with whoever you want to, share it with a construction worker, share it with somebody, it doesn't matter. Just share it. Um, a couple more ways to support the podcast though. Go buy a t-shirt over at designmuch.threadless.com and then wear it with pride. And then lastly, to support the podcast, we need your topics use hashtag designmuchtopics on social media or shoot us an email at topics at designmuch.org or just go to designmuch.org contact and fill out the form. 